With the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select. Well, that'll happen soon enough. We, we gotta, we're here right now. So, Week 6 is done. We're here. Welcome to the KNA Football Podcast. There was a lot of action this weekend. A lot of upsets, a lot of, crazy, a lot of just craziness. Me and Austin are here to recap the games. Make sure you're all caught up with speed going into next week in case you missed anything. Should be a fun time. There's a lot of action to uncover. This is KNA Football. All right, Austin. So, six weeks done now with the NFL season. Yeah. Don't say what you're going to say every week. I know. We're a quarter of the way done. All right. I won't mention that. You're going to. I won't mention that. But it was a crazy week six. It was a crazy week six. It was a fun week six. It was uh, a lot of upsets that I personally wasn't expecting. I know a lot of people weren't. Uh, And I'm starting to sweat a little bit thinking about my picks you know, looking at the lead that you had going into this week in our picks, and you got a couple games right that I thought, wow, that's this really stupid pick from Caden, and then you actually <laughs> got those ones right, which widens your gap a little bit more. So I'm I'm down by, like, four weeks at this point, where, like, if I were to just get a couple right each week that you don't get right, I could potentially close that gap by week 18, mm-hmm. but it's looking worse and worse for me every day. Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling great about these picks. They just got steadily increase and i mean there's nothing you can do to, to stop it it's you might notice bad. if you are watching on youtube i'm sporting the indians jersey yeah. as in the indians have a big game tonight obviously if you're listening to this you know the outcome of the game i mean big winner go home game in the alds tonight against the yankees game's coming up in an hour so looking forward to that one so go indians yeah go tribe Finally have a chance to make it back. Right. We we'll were see supposed what to, Yeah, they were supposed to be so bad this season. Yeah. With the youngest roster. Sure. I mean, Caden's just got this thing for rooting for teams that lost championships in 2016. Austin, you're an Indians fan too, and you're really dogging on them. I am. I'm an Well, I'm, I wouldn't really call myself an Indians fan. I'm kind of like a fan of Cleveland teams specifically baseball and basketball when they do well. I'm always I'm always a fan of the Browns, but I really could not care less about baseball or basketball. So once we get to the postseason in either of those sports, then I start watching. But if we're not in the postseason, so tonight if it's like a clo- like if we lose how how are you going to feel? You're just like, "And eh, whatever." I'll be disappointed because I enjoy when Cleveland teams do well. I'll be disappointed if we lose, but I'm not going to be heartbroken. Crazy. I, I will be heartbroken. We won't lose. We're, we're fine. Right, we won't lose. And either way, we're here on a football podcast. What are you doing no, talking about facts. baseball? No, that's fear your sport. Yeah, no, yeah. Cut that out, Debbie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, let's go into the week picks. I Absolutely. mean, there was four teams on by this week. The Lions, Texans, Raiders, and Titans. Yeah, so good news for those teams that can't lose any more than they already have. <laughs> right, but we'll jump into the picks for this week. We talked about... The mo- this was the, this was like last week's game. Hey, that was last week's Monday night game. Oh no! Tisk tisk tisk. No no no. The slides correct. Yeah, all of the slides are correct. The slides except, correct for the except for that one. We're just going to the next one. Look at that. So this is the Thursday game. Yeah. We, right. Because we would have had that we, set we, up. We did talk about this one too. We talked about this on Saturday. 
Correct. Okay. So now we're going to jump so now into, we into the first next game. one. Man, this is what happens when Debbie isn't here. This is why Debbie shouldn't have other jobs. Okay. Not Debbie. <laughs> Debbie a legend. Shout out to Debbie. Legendary. Yeah. Ellen needs more training. This is why we need to get <laughs> donations from people so that Debbie can quit her other job. That's true. We need donations. Yes, exactly. You know, DM us if you want to donate. <laughs> we will accept very happily. We'll even give you a shout out on the show, probably. Go to the church auction. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Evermore Community Church will be auctioning off a spot on the show. Okay. So here we had Baltimore in New York. Uh, obviously, New York somehow held on yet again. I do. Obviously, we both picked the, Ravens. the Ravens because. Um, you know, I was really believing that the Ravens are the better squad. Are the Giants 4-1 and one as of last week? Yeah, they were. Did they look good? Sure. But I was like, man, they don't have the roster to be good. Like, they don't have the talent. They don't have the superstar ability, but they keep pulling out wins. I'm like, surely it's got to stop at some point, and the Ravens are going to be the one to stop it because they do have the talent pool to do it. And then New York went ahead and pulled out another win somehow. So they're now five and one, miraculously. Yeah. You were telling me right before we started recording. Go ahead and tell the viewers what you just told me. Yeah. So the uh, Giants have a very realistic chance at starting the season nine and one. Looking at their next four games or yeah. five weeks, I guess you could say they got the oh, and not any order. I'm gonna try to do this off memory. They had the Lions. Yep. Texans, Seahawks, Jags, and a bye. Yeah. Those are all winnable games. I do not want to live in a world where the Giants are 9-1, let alone I don't want to live in a world where they're 5-1, but they are. It is so weird for me seeing the Giants good. I've never in my lifetime seen... They made it to the playoffs one year as a wild card team. And then they were a one-and-done in the playoffs. Never have I seen them remotely good, but I, I don't know how they're doing it. Their roster is the exact same as it's been for years now. Their head coach, Brian Dable, must just be the greatest human being on the earth it's gotta be the greatest coach ever i mean i don't understand how you have the same roster for years and years and nothing just daniel jones has looked awful saquon's hurt every year their own line's awful their defense isn't good their receivers are terrible and now you're out here winning games you beat the packers and the ravens in back-to-back weeks and you're sitting at five and one and the nfc east is also now a very dominant division yeah for some reason all of a sudden, we have the Cowboys, who are now 4-2, and two, the Eagles, who are 6-0. and oh. We have New York, which is 5-1, and one, and then there's Washington. Washington's there's a there. football team, but we don't worry about them. There's, there's got to be the there's always a black team of every family. Right, right. Yeah, it's ridiculous that they keep winning, and the fact that they have a real potential to go 9-1 and one, or even 8-2, and because I feel like that Seahawks game is one that the Seahawks could take. Um, even an 8-2 and two team is scary to look at New York and be like, it's 8-2. If they're not the Bills, why are you looking at New York saying that? Exactly. It's crazy. And then on the other side of the game, the Ravens, they struggle at holding a lead in the fourth quarter. They do. They I don't do. know what it is with the Bird teams and choking, but... Sure, Bird I mean, teams on the East Coast can't do it. Literally, um, the Bills, huge lead in the fourth, choked away. Dolphins, huge lead you know, in the fourth, choked away. And now the Giants. Yeah, this I one mean, wasn't a huge lead, but it was a lead enough that you should have been able to it hold it. It was a two-possession lead two in the fourth. Two possessions in like three minutes to go in the fourth, and you can't hold it? Yeah, I mean, Lamar, he's played outstanding all season, and every time that they choke a comeback, I think his, his future contract is just getting less and less and less. Yeah, the fact that he can't come up in clutch situations Right. You know, he threw a, a costly interception yesterday. Yeah, very costly. 
but yeah, good job. Congrats to the Giants. I mean, hey, they could lose every game through from the rest of the year. They won't, but they right. could lose every game from here on out, and they would outlast it's already everyone way above expectations. Right. Yeah. Here's a real question for you: the Jags, are they for real or are they pretenders? You know, I think a lot of people overhyped the Jags at the start of the season after a couple of weeks. Me and you definitely included after yeah. they beat the. The Colts, and then they were beat the. Well, they shut out the Colts, right? So it shut out the Colts, and then who they beat the next week? And then they oh, beat... they destroyed the Chargers. Yeah, we're like, oh, the, this team's legit. They moved on from their new coach. Maybe I mean they're obviously not as bad as they were last year, right? But maybe we overhyped them a little bit. They're not that dominant team that's gonna get to the playoffs, but they are improved from last year. But I think us, along with everyone else, overhyped them a little much. And the Colts, I mean, hey. They learned from their mistakes. They didn't get shut out this time. They put up 34 points on them. Yeah. Um, are the Colts back on it? Are they back on track? You say no? no. I also say no. Yeah. I mean, these are two teams that it, going into the couple weeks into the year now, you're like, oh my gosh, the Jags are for real. They're contenders. Overhyped them a little bit. Now we see who they really are. They're kind of a mid-team. They're solid. They're going to win some games. They can lose to everyone. but They can beat everyone as well. Uh, Colts the same way. Two kind of mid teams that, you know, I think we downplayed the Colts a little bit with their early season struggles and overplayed the Jags a little bit. But, you know. Yeah, I think you just said it really good. Both of these teams could beat anyone, but they could also lose to anyone. I, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they, Colts showed they beat the Chiefs and then they go and they lose to the Jags, but then they beat the Jags. I mean, it's football. Right. That's what makes it so fun. You never know what's going to happen. That's why you play the game. Exactly. You go by the uh, oh, you skipped a week. Yeah. The former way that we used to decide college football championships it was terrible. Glad we played out now. All right, um, I'm gonna let you talk about this. Yeah, thank you, uh, Suong. Can I get a close up? I don't know if you're already there, but I need this one all on my own. Dear Browns organization, why do you hurt me so? <laughs> you're gonna write a poem every time I get my hopes up. Every time I say, you know what? We're not so bad. We have potential. We can actually do this thing. We go ahead and we lose 38-15 to 15 to Bill Belichick, who with Tom Brady has a 77% chance of winning and without him has a 49% chance of winning. He's not that great of a coach. He just had Tom Brady. I don't understand why Tom Brady... Or sorry, why Bill Belichick is so good at game planning. He's a very good game planner. Stop. I'm going to have to cut you off. Bill Belichick quick. is a very good game planner. I'll give him that. So I understand that he can look at us and be like, their defense sucks. Let's go drop 38 points. But they're playing Bailey Zappi. And they're winning. And I'm they're not, winning. I know and the camera winning. was on Austin when he was saying this. When, he, when you said that he, Bill Belichick is not a good coach, my jaw dropped and hit the floor. Is he going to be a Hall of Fame coach? For sure. He For sure he will. Passed, he just got second. He accomplished the second most wins in NFL history by a head coach yesterday. He made it to the playoffs last year with Mac Jones as his quarterback. Tom Brady is gone. Sure, he doesn't have a Super Bowl anymore, but he has Mac Jones. Yeah. And no I, I get help. that. He's a good coach. Like, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. He's just He had Tom Brady for like 14 years. And that's what makes him Bro, that is, phenomenal. That is a Micah take. That's something that you say just to make people <laughs> mad. No. I'm telling you right now, 
Brown's organization. Yeah, I know, you can get back to your little poem. I know that you've come out and say that you don't want to change defensive coordinators midway through the season. Let me tell you something. This is a heart-to-heart conversation. Fire the defensive coordinator. <laughs> Our defense looks like trash. Miles Garrett has been doing next to nothing. Impact player. He's an impact player for sure. <laughs> Shout out to Harold Mansfield who sends us a text every time Miles Garrett does literally nothing. <laughs> I don't understand why we lose this game. How do we almost beat the Chargers and then get blown out by the Patriots? It's, it's heartbreaking up hey, in Cleveland. All I want to say, if you need help making an Instagram story about fire the defense coordinator, I got you. Hayden's I, I Instagram wrote, stories I wrote, have powerful, powerful I wrote, I wrote my fair share of fire Matt Rule Instagram stories on my own personal Instagram, which I do believe I am the reason he was fired, pretty much. So if you need help, I got you. I'll, I'll post one, like, next week. when we, I, don't even know, I don't know if we're playing, but they're going to put they up the Ravens. Yeah, they're going to put <laughs> up, like, 85 on us with our defensive coordinator. But yeah, I mean, the Browns' defense is pathetic. I mean... They're supposed to be good. Right. That's the thing. Well, going into the season, everyone was like, okay, the Browns defense, are they phenomenal? No. Are they solid? For sure. The talent pool is there. And the defensive coordinator was like, what was that? Expectations? The Browns don't do expectations. And then he just flushed them down the toilet. Right. I mean, the Patriots ran all over them. Bailey Zappi, I mean, he could be coming for Mac Jones' job, bro. He's sitting here at, what, 2-0 as a starter? He's yeah. looking really good. And uh, on the other side... Jacoby Brissett is showing more and more every week that he's a backup. You know, in the first couple of weeks, like no one had tape on him, like this season with the Browns, and you're like, okay, like he's sustainable, but he's showing like this is why he's a backup. He doesn't play full season length. Like, yeah, he's a guy that you can play. He can get you some wins here and there, but he's not gonna consistently win you games and get you to the playoffs. So it does stink for the Browns too that this season they are losing games and season might seem like a lost cause at, after every single week, and they're like, hey, at least we're going to have that high pick, and then you're like, oh, wait, we traded it to Houston. I know, I know Micah did that today, and I had to remind him, you don't have your pick. <laughs> yeah. But it, it hurts. It's all right. But let's move on. We'll, do, we'll jump on. We'll brighten the mood a little. We'll brighten the mood a lot. Oh, wait, what are you doing? Oh, you skipped this one? Okay. Oh, this still brightens my mood. The Saints... This does not brighten my mood. <laughs> The Saints choking a game to Joe Burrow and Ellis. Joe Burrow and LSU. Oh my goodness. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. <laughs> Joe Burrow and, and LSU. Jamar yeah. Chase Joe Burrow and Jamar sure. Chase. Jamar Chase, as I predicted, decided to be finally become the receiver that he always was, and he exploded this week, the week I traded him in fantasy. So, I could have told you that was coming, but... <laughs> of course he did. Of course. The week so, you traded him away, the week he so, uh, Bengals fans, you're welcome. <laughs> it's all because Gaten <laughs> traded him away. Because you already know, if I had him, he would have gotten two catches for seven yards. But <laughs> well, your Panthers players. That's a good that's idea. That's a good idea. But I kind of won that first pick, so. So trade for more Panthers players. Oh, that's. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Bengals struggled throughout the game. The Saints were just looking dominant in the beginning, but then the Bengals climbed their way, climbed their way, climbed their way back, and then. I mean, the Saints are going three weeks in a row now starting Andy Dolan and also who is a backup quarterback at this point in his career. So playing a good team like the Bengals, I mean, it's a little hard for a quarterback like that to go and win. Yeah, I mean, the Saints had come out before the game and said that if Andy Dalton played well, that there might be some quarterback controversy going on on whether he or Jameis Winston would be the starter. I don't know how well he played in their eyes as to whether or not to give him that starting job. 
I mean, we'll see going into next week. But, I mean, yeah, the Bengals, did they play phenomenally? Not really. I mean, they only won 30 to 26. Uh, are they back into that winning groove? Probably. I feel like they probably found a little bit more of a groove. I mean, Zach Taylor is still a bad coach. He's still mm-hmm. a bad play caller. Yeah. He's still being carried by talent. But they got the win, and that's what matters. That's what matters on the stat sheet. It is. I mean, the, the way they were winning all these games last year when they were on their run was just outscoring everyone. And I mean, 30 to 26, pretty high scoring game. Yeah. Maybe they're back to there. Just outscore everyone. Yeah. This hurts a little bit only because it makes the Browns and Steelers have the same record, which kind of sucks. But it makes me happy because Tom Brady lost. Oh, this makes me so happy in just so many ways. First of all, Tom Brady is washed. I think we can say that pretty confidently. His, you can say he's washed. You can say he has no one around yeah. him. You can think what you want. He should have stayed retired. He can't. I mean, he's out here. He's, he's having fights with this team. He's not traveling with this team. Last week, he stayed in. He, he was in New York partying instead of like being with his team. He has Wednesdays off every single week. He missed half of training camp. He flew separately to the game. He didn't even fly with his team. And then it shows him on the sideline just screaming out of his offensive line. I mean, and then they're out here losing to the Steelers team who had potential. I mean, who still has potential to be the worst team in the league with a rookie quarterback. Up into, uh, going into this year, Tom Brady has never lost to a rookie quarterback. Ever. And now, I mean, 18 points. They have one of the worst offenses I've seen from, yeah. from a Tom Brady team ever, for sure. But just their offense In is general, pathetic. they have a terrible yes. offense. And like you said, it's really weird to say that with Tom Brady being your quarterback. Like, you'd think that if you have Tom Brady, like, you're going to be putting up decent points a game. But, I mean, they're really just competing in a field goal contest every week. Can we out? Can we kick more field goals than our opponent? Yes, you can, but that's going to lose you games. Um, right side for Steelers fans, number one, you got the win. Number two, can you pick it? Actually looks pretty good. It does. I mean, did he have a bad game against the Bills last week? Yeah, but that was his like first time actually out there playing, and it was against the Bills, who are a very good team. Right. Obviously, as we'll get to. Um, he obviously went out with a concussion uh, at some point during this game, which then brought Mitch Trubisky back in. I thought that that was the point at which, you know, he's going to throw the game away. Bye-bye, Steelers. Or I thought that for sure there would be some roughing the passer call in which the entire Steelers defensive line would get arrested in the Russian gulags and Tom Brady would ride triumphantly to another win thanks to the zebras but that didn't happen and the Steelers actually walked away with a win here I mean yeah if you think about it the Bucks should have lost last week too I mean this team they is should've. falling apart in front of our eyes which the NFC South might be one of the worst divisions in the NFL I mean this Tampa team yeah. was supposed to run away with the division and they are pathetic the Saints are pathetic the Falcons might be the best team in the division who which would have thought the, Mind-boggling. Literally, I don't think a single person had them finishing better than third. The at any expert, any fan, unless you're a diehard Falcons fan, which I mean, whatever. How many of those are out right. there? Uh, if you're, unless you're a diehard Falcons fan, I don't think you had any hope, like any thoughts about this team being anything. And they're not even good. But the NFC South is so pathetic this year that they have a shot at the division, which is just incredible to say. It's okay. They'll give up right. about. But I'm also happy. I was also very happy the Steelers won because they, them, and the Panthers. You can argue two worst teams in the NFL, and I'm like, Panthers obviously no shot at the playoffs. Why go try to be mediocre, get five or six wins, and then 
get the eighth or ninth pick when you can just tank the rest of the tank year. Tank the rest of the year, first. get the first pick, get your quarterback in the future that is more, way more attractive to a head coach. Boom. And I'm like, but Pittsburgh, they might be worse than us and get the first pick instead. I mean, Pittsburgh, they showed that they can win games against a, a team. I mean, right. It, sorry, we're kind of yeah. neglecting this game here, but really quick, like, it, the uh, Buccaneers' offense is not good. Like, we've established that. Tom Brady's washed, as you said. Like, they can't put up points. But their defense, however, is good. Like, their defense is what should be carrying them, and it's what has carried them these first six games. And the fact that the Steelers can come in and actually bully that Buccaneers defense a little bit. I mean, the Buccaneers defense scored like five points for fantasy this week. Like, that's really like low to mid for a defense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, congratulations, Steelers yeah, on and especially, up those points. I mean, they're going to be getting TJ Watt back in a couple weeks, too. So, I mean, that yeah. is a major plus for them. But this game, you know, I'm going to take a second and pat myself on the back. I did say when we were doing our pickums, I was like, I was picking the Niners, and all of a sudden I was like, my gut is just telling me Falcons, but I, there's no way the Falcons win. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with my gut because every time, every time my gut tells me to do something and I neglect it, whatever my gut is saying ends up being right and I don't want to be mad at myself. And I was like, no, I'm going Falcons. What do they do? Dismantle the 49ers. Yeah, I'm going to give you a fist bump for that one. Ah, yeah, that, was, that was a smart pick. I mean, uh, they just look insane. That. Yeah. They look dominant. I'm not gonna lie. I don't understand why they won. It's a it's a New York Giants type of situation for me, where it's like, look, the win column tells me that they won, but I don't get how they did it. Um, I don't got anything to say about this. I was shocked. I mean, so far this season, I feel like it's the year. Like a couple years ago, it was the year of the backup quarterback because all these starters were getting injured and backups are playing all year. I think this is the year of like the. Is this team for real? Like teams that have just been awful for so long, and they're like, "Why is this team like winning games? Like, are they for real? Like, do they have a chance at the playoffs?" You know, you got the Giants, you got the Jets, you got the Falcons, you got the Jags. Yeah, a bunch of these teams that you're like at the beginning of the year, everyone, including us, was saying, "I mean, they're going to finish bottom of their division. They're going to finish with no wins. We're going to have like four zero and seventeen teams this year." Right. Turns out, all those teams that we were like, mm, they're going to be bad, they're actually good. A couple of those teams, including New York, is has like serious potential to like win not only their division, but be better than most teams in most divisions, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Yeah, and then on the flip side of it, you got teams who have been dominant for years and years, like Green Bay and Tampa and the Rams, you can say, who are more struggling, and you're like... This team's got to pick it up. Like, are they falling off? Are they done? So, yeah. it's been a really interesting season so far. Yeah, I mean, it's been interesting. It's been fun. It has. I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Right. Maybe things will get back to normal. Or maybe I hope not. I mean, I kind of really enjoy this. Yeah. It hurts my picks with things being crazy, but I mean. So, you got to make some crazy picks. Whatever. Got to make some crazy picks. <laughs> I'm going to spend a night in Waffle House. It's fine. Maybe when you're in Waffle House, you can start researching for next year's pick. That's true. I could spend that 24 hours just like a researching time development. All right. Uh, So if you remember on Saturday, I said that I would pick the Packers for one more week. And if they lost, that would probably be the last time I picked them for the rest of the year, no matter who they were playing. And if they won, I'd have to continue to give it consideration. They lost 27 to 10 to a Jets team who has now won three straight. 
I don't... Aaron Rodgers, what's going on? Maybe you need to go smoke some more hallucinogens. I don't know. Like, you said that was supposed to help you. Maybe you need to get completely off that stuff. Whatever you need to do, you need to go and fix that. Because you are playing like trash. I understand you don't have receivers or whatever, but you're overthrowing them. You're not finding where you need to. Like, you're just playing awful football. Your Green Bay team as a whole is playing awful football. I don't, I don't understand why they keep losing. I mean, yeah, you, make, you say, I know you don't have receivers. Then go get receivers. They're, one of their better receivers, Randall Cobb, got really badly hurt. He could be out for the season. Yeah. Oh, so you're telling me a Green Bay team that already has nobody to throw to, and now they're losing one of their quote-unquote better receivers, and they're just not going to upgrade? I mean, right when I saw him go down, I was like, oh, they're getting someone. And then Robbie Anderson, we'll get to this in a minute, but had his little temper tantrum, and everyone already knew going into the game that Robbie Anderson's traded. They said that they're shopping him, and I'm like, it's pretty much confirmed. Robbie Anderson to the Packers. Like, there's nothing. Like, he has there's to no go way there. he doesn't. Right. And what do they do? They go trade him to the Cardinals. Why aren't the Packers going to sign people? I'm hearing all this about OBJ trying to go back to the Rams now. Why aren't the Packers reaching out to try to sign these guys? Like, and then also if you're Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you don't have anyone to throw to, but you're missing these throws. Right. I mean, exactly. every now and then they're getting open. Like on a fourth down, he went, he had a wide open dude and he just overshot him by five yards. You have two great running backs who can catch. Why aren't you hitting them on dump downs? I mean, you're missing throws too. You're getting passes batted down. Yep. You're missing throws. You can't, I'm not, all the people are just saying, dude, he doesn't have any weapons, which is very true. He doesn't. But if you're a superstar quarterback, you got to, like, what's, you got to, like, overcome that. And right. you got, your ability has got to be better. Mahomes doesn't have the greatest weapons. I in the was world just now. about to say, like, you, you can't be a superstar quarterback and then rely on one guy, right? I thought that Patrick Mahomes was going to fall off this season because his whole motto at, for the last, like, two, three years was. Tyreek's down there somewhere, and so he just launches the ball, and Tyreek comes down with it. Same with Joe Burrow last year and Jamar Chase. It's just like, they're down there somewhere, launch it, they'll go get it. That was Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams for the last five years. However long Devontae's been there. It's been his entire motto. And now Devontae's gone, and he's playing awful. But Aaron Rodgers, like, it's very clear that he was relying on one guy, and before before him, he was relying on Randall Cobb when he was good and Jordy Nelson when he was good. And now that he has to rely on these rookie guys, these guys that are subpar, he can't do anything, and he's missing every throw. Yeah. Because they aren't going up and getting it. They aren't making the crazy plays. I mean, it's showing the difference. Like Mahomes, with, with worse weapons than he had the previous year, he's honestly, you could say he's taken a jump. He's gotten better, yeah. which shows superstar quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, he loses his star receiver, and he's just fell off. Awful. Like, he's awful now. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, granted, he's a lot older. He was a superstar, but yeah, maybe he should have retired like, like Brady should have. Right, you can't take away what he did before because he was good. Today, is he as good? Maybe not. Yeah, and then on the other side of it, the Jets. I mean, hey, just like the Giants, this team I'm less certain of still than the Giants. Yeah, they beat the Packers. They beat the Steelers. But this Packers team, we, I mean, we just talked about, not very... They haven't looked good this season. Right. I'm not saying the Jets aren't a good team and the Jets didn't deserve this win. They did. They played great in every aspect. But, I mean, do it against a... I mean, the Jets, don't get me wrong. They're, what, 4-2. No, I, I get they're, what you're saying. They're winning games. But do it against a better team. I'm not calling them bad, but, like, I'm not 100% sold on them. Right. I mean, you take the wins that they have, Browns, Steelers, Packers, and you have the Browns, who are now 2-4, and four, Steelers, who are now 2-4, and four, and Packers, who are, what are they, 3-3? Three and three? Uh, who, who, They have one more win. 
I don't know who else it is. I don't know. You can keep talking. I forget who they went against in like week one or two or something like that. But either way, like those are teams that are beatable by anyone and they're sub tier teams. So if you were to go out, I don't I don't know what the jet schedule is coming up, but if you were to beat a team that has shown potential and looks good, then I'll believe that they're a for real team. But for now, like you said, I'm still unsure of what their future is going to look like. Are they going to fall off like we thought they would, or are they going to continue on this trend of winning games that they shouldn't and really clawing out of these games? Yeah, right. And I just looked their other their other win was against the Dolphins when they were starting Skylar Thompson in the seventh round. Yeah. So like we said, they're winning games, but maybe like play like I mean, obviously they can't control who they play. But right. Well, I'll believe in them a little bit more once they play even more meaningful games. I mean, they've already surprised me. Yeah, again, this is a team that's far exceeded my expectations for the year. Um, keep it up. I'd like to see team. I love to see teams that we thought would be bad be good. It makes football fun. Makes things interesting. But it's just surprising for sure. Yeah. Man, Sue Ellen just messed these games, man. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It didn't. Nah, we heard we heard the double click. We heard the double click. All right. So what is up with the Dolphins and quarterback? Injuries. I mean, Skylar Thompson was looking really good in this game. He was out here. He was he was completing passes. He was getting Waddle involved. Thank you for fantasy <laughs> purposes. Thank you, bro. But I mean, he he was looking pretty good. They were moving the ball. But then of yep. course, Dolphins and for some reason their quarterback injuries. He gets hurt. Teddy Bridgewater comes in, and Teddy Bridgewater just, I mean, didn't do anything. And I mean, Vikings are five and one. Did you know that they're five and one? I found that out today, and I was like, wow. <laughs> Are they five and I feel like we're saying this every week. They're like, oh, Vikings escape with a win. They didn't play good, but they got the win. They didn't deserve it, but they got the win. I don't yeah. know how they're five and one. Honestly, are there any teams anymore other than Philadelphia that actually deserve the wins that they get? Philadelphia and Buffalo. Are there any other teams? Kansas City. Kansas, I mean, they just lost. But yeah, Kansas City, Buffalo, and the Eagles. Are there any other teams that you're like, oh, wow, they deserve that win? Or is every team that wins, you're just like, well, that could have gone either way. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I had no idea. I was sitting in school during, like, my privilege period in the, like, we call it the student center, and there's a TV with ESPN on. And I just, I happened to glance up, and it showed the Vikings, and it was like, like, what are your thoughts on the Vikings 5-1 and one start? And I was like, 5-1? and one? Like, I know that they're winning games. I just didn't realize they're 5-1. and one. Like, they barely escaped against the Saints. They barely escaped against the Bears. I mean, they're barely beating the Dolphins, who are starting... I mean, they, you could say what you think if Skylar Thompson would have kept playing. I mean, barely beat the Lions. I mean, yeah. I don't understand how they're, they're... I mean, congrats, they're 5-1, and one, they're winning the games, but, like, I don't see them as a dominant team. I mean, they have to fall off eventually, right? Eventually, their poor play has to catch up with them. Because what happens is, they get up by one score, score and a half, whatever... And then as that other team is going down to make their game-winning drive, what's happened twice now is the Vikings' defense comes in and they just strip the ball away. Literally, they just force them to fumble Mm -hmm. and they take the ball and they end up winning the game that way. Which, like, credit to Vikings' defense. That's what you got to do. That's how you get the win. But it's like, that's happened twice now. That's two wins that they probably shouldn't have had, honestly. But they're 5-1, and one, like you said. Right. I mean, fortunately for them, even if they do go out and lose games, which, I mean, we both think that they will. They're not this great 5-1 and one team. Don't right. get us wrong. But 
fortunately for them, the AFC North doesn't look good. The Packers, like we just talked about, fell off insane. Lions haven't lived up to our expectations, and the Bears nope. don't have any help for Justin Fields. So, I mean, the division is they're gonna very well there. Easily do enough to win the division. Just I don't see how they do anything past like once it gets playoff time. I don't see them beating these good teams. I don't. I was shocked they were five and one. Yeah, it's shocking for sure. In this game, the Dolphins for the first three drives of both teams' first three possessions looked like this was going to be Dolphins' run game for sure. The Dolphins were moving the ball down the field. Did they score? No, but they were moving the ball well. And then on defense. The Vikings couldn't do anything for their first three drives. And then all of a sudden, things turn around, and we end up with a 24-16 win. I mean, yeah. The whole world is going to explode next week because Tua's playing. So I, if he... The if, NFL will not be an organization If, if anything happens to Tua, like, I don't even want to know. But, like, it's honestly made football almost unwatchable. Any tackle is rough in the passer. Any hit is... Oh, bring him out of the game. Like, the Panthers game on Sunday, I know we'll get to it, but P.J. Walker was getting... He got hit in the head. He wasn't stumbling or anything. He just got hit in the head. Oh, okay. He got hit in the head, and then the, all of a sudden he got pulled out of the game, and they came on the PA and they're like, or like the announcers or whatever, and we're like, oh, the spotter pulled him out. He wasn't stumbling or anything. He just got hit in the head. This is exactly like, what I was saying last week. This is ruining. Yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's ruining the game. Any tackle for on the quarterback is a roughing. Any any tackle for any quarterback that's a. a like any aspect of a hard tackle is oh pull this guy out of the game he might be dead. Like what would like why can't we go back to like the eighties? I mean obviously then people were just killing each other, which is a lot more fun to watch. But like it doesn't need to be that aggressive. Right. But even like in the two thousands and twenty tens, you were allowed to hit someone. Like now yeah. if you see a big tackle, even if it's perfectly legal, the whole place is just exploding that there wasn't a flag because someone got hit hard and. Their feelings are hurt, and there should be a flag. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what the NFL is now. Ten years from now, it's going to be Flag Football League. Hey, don't hate. Don't hate on soccer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Give it ten years, the quarterbacks are going to be wearing flags and their nice cushy helmets they wear in practice. And that's what, that's what it's going to look like. No, that's, that's too dangerous. They could hit him in the head. What are they gonna wear? <laughs> what are they gonna wear? They're not allowed to. They're not allowed you, to wear you, helmets. You, no, you just can't tackle the quarterback. You just put it in bubble wrap. No offensive lines. No offensive <laughs> lines because you're not allowed to tackle them. It's just the quarterback looking forever, for like fifty yeah. minutes for who's exactly. open. Yeah, uh, yeah, it sucks. Right. If Tua gets injured, it gets another concussion. If he dies on the field, the NFL will not be an organization by week eight. Completely dissolved. The podcast will be no more. We'll. We'll talk about college basketball. <laughs> we'll change the logo and everything. We'll go crazy. Uh, so Panthers at Rams. Uh, the Rams obviously walked away with a win. Um, you know, Caden is not upset by this because he wants that first overall pick. Uh, he'd very much like to take Bryce Young. But, you know... I'm sure. Does it sting a little bit to lose, or are you just are you happy to lose at this point? I mean, obviously, we still have no QB. So if you're expecting us to still come out and win a game, you're being too optimistic. Too optimistic. You're being like, oh, I said that. I was calling Micah this the other day. Um, you're no, you're being something. I don't know what it's the word I've used. Like when I was say about the Deshaun Watson thing that we were talking about. 
What were you saying? It doesn't matter. If we have no quarterback still. I mean, you you can't be thinking you're gonna win if you still got a quarterback. That'd just be dumb. I mean, obviously we got rid of rule, it's a step in the right direction. But we still don't have a good offensive coordinator. I'm not saying, oh, go fire your offensive coordinator. Like, yeah, we will at the end of the season. We're gonna probably blow up the whole coaching staff at the end of the season. They're, I mean, that's how it is. The interim coach, the new guy is gonna come in. He's gonna want his guys. He's gonna fire everyone, get everyone he wants. But we don't have a quarterback. We can't move the ball. It's gonna be like that. I mean, I didn't expect to win. I didn't expect really much of anything. I mean, sure, the Rams haven't looked good, but we have just not looked good at all. And PJ Walker, he was Matt Rule's guy. He wouldn't be in the NFL if it wasn't for Matt Rule. Matt Rule was um, PJ Walker's college head coach. And so he loved him. And he's like, oh. And then right when Matt Rule came in, he's like, oh, we got to get this guy out of the XFL. He's a beast. He played for me in college. He brings him in. Next year, Matt, PJ Walker won't be in the elite. He'll be working at like CBS because he's not an NFL quarterback. I mean, every single play was a run to McCaffrey or a run to Chuba Hubbard or a run to Dante Foreman or a screen pass. He attempted two passes downfield and they were like, I could have thrown it better. I mean, so I don't really. I mean, yeah, you want the team to win. You never want to, like, see your team lose. And, like, it doesn't look good. But, like, it's, we're going to get the first pick. You know, I was worried going into the thing. I'm like, I feel like we're going to do that, be that team that should get the first pick. But then we go win a couple games. And instead of getting, like, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, we end up with, like, X player. Like, like for the Dolphins that one year, they could have gotten Joe Burrow. But they won a couple games and ended up getting Tua, which I mean, sure ended up being all right for them. But you know what I mean, right? So, but I'm not like, yeah, it sucks that they lost, but like, I'm expecting it for this season. Like, I'm not going to be as upset. Like, obviously, Mondays normally I'm like, mm, we lost, but like, I'm not anymore because like, I understand this is a year of like, just moving forward, and like, tanking. I guess you could say like, we're not going to win games this year. This is a year to like move forward, get the, like, this is just a, a transition year. The Panthers had that in 2010. They went 1-16, or 1-15 at the time. They had Jimmy Clausen at quarterback. Horrible quarterback. One of the worst quarterback seasons ever. They went 1-15, first overall pick. It was a transition year for them. And they go, got Cam Newton first overall in the draft, and then boom, they were perfect, perfectly fine. I feel like this right. is exactly the exact same thing. They're awful for this season. They'll get a quarterback with the first pick in the draft. New coach comes in. That first pick is attractive for a new coach, along with like McCaffrey, which is why you don't trade him, um, and all these other pieces. It's attractive for a coach, so they come in, get their guy, and the coaching staff. I think that it'll be fine. If you could say just a handful of words, less than 10 words, to someone who might say Christian McCaffrey is getting traded. I feel like this is directed at someone. What might you say? <laughs> so the Panthers came out yesterday, and there's reports saying that. That's already more than 10 words. I didn't say he didn't say ten. Words. I said less than ten words. But did it's you fine. really? I did. He won't okay. get traded. No, they said that. Um, they said that they'll only trade him for multiple first round picks, and nobody is going to trade that for a running back. Right? I mean, it's just not going to happen. You, you don't see that. I mean, Mari Cooper got traded for a fifth round pick. Like you just don't see running backs, especially an older one, get traded for multiple first round picks, if any first round picks. So, which I'm, I was happy to hear that because that right. means we're going to have. Right. It's him basically still. their way of saying. We're not trading him unless you're going to give us your entire franchise. Right. And then they, I mean, they started trading away today. They traded away Robbie Anderson, but they said today it's not a, well, everyone's calling it a fire sale. It's not a fire sale. Obviously, they're going to trade the people who were going to get cut after the season anyway, like aren't good, but right. obviously. May as well get some cap. Right. Yeah. They made $12 million in cap space making that move. I mean, 
obviously you're going to keep your good core pieces, like not do anything wrong, but like the players who are like, okay, the new coach probably won't want him, get rid of him. But like right. the people who are like, oh, the coach will want to come here if he sees this is on the roster already. Obviously you won't trade him away. Right. I know that was Fair a enough. long ramble, but. It's okay. This game was pretty interesting. It was a lot lower scoring than I think anyone anticipated. Mm, not Tony Romo. Did not you hear that? Tony Romo. He is a genius, dude. Like he, his football IQ is out of this world. He, I mean, he predicts plays before they happen. He just knows everything. He understands like when he's talking about the game. He's like this Corbett, like this play is gonna be the, like it's insane. But then the beginning Why of the game, coaching? seriously, he needs to Panthers. <laughs> but um, he said in the beginning of the game, he's like. This is going to be a very low-scoring game compared to what people are expecting. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a game along the lines of 24-20. to 20. Final score, 24-20. Absolute legend. It's insane. It's awesome. I mean, someone who has that good a football IQ is just... I mean, he deserves to be in the booth. I mean... Yeah, for sure. He's like, a great broadcaster. Yeah, there's a lot of broadcasters out there, and you're like, how the heck did they get this job? And the heck? Joe Buck. Joe Buck, looking <laughs> at you. There's some announcers that are just really charismatic and animated and you love watching them. Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. Oh yeah. Love Gus Johnson. Needs and to do a Super Bowl. the commentators. He's what? Needs to do a Super Bowl. Oh facts. He needs to do a Super Bowl. He needs to do every Ohio State game and then the Super Bowls. Be so excited. And then you got commentators like Tony Romo whose football IQ is out of this world. They're just the smartest football human beings this world has ever produced. I don't understand why he's not coaching somewhere because he'd be phenomenal but he's great. Right. But back to the anyway, game. The game yeah. Now that we're kind of <laughs> fanboying over Tony Romo. <laughs> um, uh, we both picked the Chiefs to win this game. Uh, we both thought that they'd have the better pieces. They'd be the better team. They won the last matchup that these two teams had um, in the was it the divisional yeah. round last year? Yeah. Um, Bills ended up walking away with this one. Somehow, I was kind of surprised to see that they walked away with this one based on how it looked like they were playing. Chiefs were, in my opinion, moving the ball a lot better than the Bills were. Uh, there was a missed foul for tripping towards the end of the game. I was and, dumb. you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I saw the play, I was like, what's Josh Allen on about? Like, that's definitely not tripping. Like, he tackled him. And then they showed the replay, and uh-huh. I was like, holy <laughs> cow. That referee totally saw that that was tripping. I was just blatant tripping. Right. And he went down. But no matter. The Bills got the win. It didn't end up affecting anything. Um... Bills go down, they score what ends up being the game-winning drive. The Chiefs have, I don't know, like a minute left or something, and you're like, oh, well, Chiefs are going to win because they have Patrick Mahomes and his Kermit the Frog magic, and he's going to go down, and he's going to win the game. If he could do it in 13 seconds last year, he can do it with a minute this year. And then he goes ahead and throws it. Really bad interception, honestly. I mean, he was under pressure by Von Miller, who broke a double team to get forced the pressure, but Patrick Mahomes just forces a throw that wasn't there, and it gets picked off, and that ends the game. Good job, Bills. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm a little different than you in the fact that you were like, I'm surprised the Bills won this game. I was like, this game can obviously go either way. It's the no, two best sure, teams in sure. the league. I mean, I could see other either than, way. Other than Philly. Right. And a lot of people were like, this doesn't matter. It's a regular season game. But I completely disagree. I mean, obviously, they're on a collision course to meet again in the playoffs. Right. This will be... The AFC Championship. Or hopefully. Hopefully it's the AFC Championship. It'll be the AFC Championship or the AFC Divisional Round. No right. team will beat these teams. I mean, the Chargers, who we both thought, they haven't looked good. I mean, obviously it's only... I mean, we still got a lot of weeks to go, but it looks like they're on a collision course to meet again in the playoffs. Everyone's like, this game isn't 
really mean much since they just play again. But I think it does mean a lot. I mean, this could very easily have been the difference of home field advantage or not. Exactly. I think yeah. now that these teams will play, presumably the AFC Championship, it'll be in Buffalo now instead of Kansas City, which is a huge advantage. All of the previous games have been in Kansas City, which is one of the hardest places to play in if you're in a weight team. But now it might be, be, be might be played in Buffalo, which is also the hardest team, right. hardest stadium to play in if you're in. Yeah, right. So I mean, I think it was a huge game. It was a great game to watch. Yeah. I mean, it just shows if you're a team that's like in the middle of the pack or the bottom of the league, you're like. We have a long ways to go until we're like good because you see teams like this and you're like, there's no way we can ever compete with a team like this. Yeah. No, I did say that I was surprised the Bills won. I want to be clear. I do think the Bills are a fantastic right. team. My sister had asked me yesterday at this point in the year, who do you think is going to make the Super Bowl? I was like, well, for the NFC, the Eagles at this point, and for the AFC, whichever of these teams wins. It's like you said, home field advantage. And now because they very well could finish with the same record which would put them at that tiebreaker of who yeah. won that game and Bills took it. So they could have that home field advantage. So huge implications for the playoffs at the end of the year, even though it's only week six. Right. Congratulations to the Bills on the win. Totally deserved. It was a fantastic game. Yeah, and another reason it was a low-scoring game is could have also been they're not trying to show, because obviously both of these teams will make the playoffs, but like right. they're not trying to show everything. Like They're already prepping probably for that game when they meet in the playoffs. Right. I mean, both coaches are very good, and so they both have a lot of plays still in that bag that they haven't revealed to anyone yet because they're waiting for that right moment, which is smart football. Right. Man, Sue Ellen. How many times is that? How many times is that? Every time. Hashtag. 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 Bring back Debbie. (laughs) Exactly. Debbie, stop working on Mondays. Goodness gracious. Uh, This game. Unsurprising. The only thing that was surprising was that the uh, Cowboys offense put up 17 points. Yeah. I mean, I was watching the Indians game. You know, we had a chance to close it out last night. But we didn't. But it's okay. We're going to win tonight. Sure. But. Okay. I got time. We got to hurry this up. Um. The game got delayed. It did? Yeah. No way. How many minutes? A little bit. Chilling. That is a bummer. But that's actually hype because now I can see the game. Indians game got delayed is what Sue Ellen said back then. But, um, so I was watching the game. I turned it off at the end and it was like almost halftime and the Eagles were running 20 to 3. And I was like, oh my, like this game is over. Eagles steamroll them. So I go down, I take a shower, I did a couple things. I, you know, I was just on my phone. Brush my teeth. I was just getting ready for bed. I mean, I'm going to go back up and watch the game, but I was just getting ready and stuff. And I come up, and it was 20 to 17, and I was like, what? And I was like, but, and then I watched, but I mean, I don't know how they came back. Cooper Rush, I think he handed the, the starting role back to Dak. Yeah, with back this game, week. he solidified that Dak is the starting quarterback. Right, I mean, yeah, he was 5-0 in his career, but he had played... Nobody good. Granted, the Eagles are undefeated. They're an right. incredible team, but it's by far the best team he's played, but he hasn't played great teams at all aside from this game. And then, I mean, didn't play well. The running game played very well. Yeah. But, I mean, I love that the Eagles are undefeated. I love an I undefeated I team. I do love it. And if you look ahead at their upcoming schedule, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, go ahead and pull that up. They have, just like the Giants, I mean, obviously it's the NFL. You can't just say, oh, that's a win, that's a win. Because if you're looking at it, you can say every game is a win for the Eagles. Because right. they have never lost. Who are they going to lose to? I mean, but there are such things as injuries. There are such things 
has bad calls. There's a lot of things that can happen in a game that sways. Yeah, or just a fluke game. I mean, right. honestly, you can't just be like, oh, they're better than them. They're better than Ben. They're they're better than them. Like if you just did that, we wouldn't have to play the season, exactly. and we would have said the Colts would have had one of the best records in the league. Exactly. So. But like, obviously, looking at the rosters and the games on paper, you never know. Like all these right. games: Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, Indianapolis, Green Bay. Those are the next couple games. All of those. Yeah, all of those are very easily winnable, games. winnable games. But that's why you play the game. Right. And he, they could lose all of them. No, no, they could lose them. I mean. That's why, but that could be they could be ten and zero if they win this, right? I mean, you see teams, you're like looking, you're like, oh, Green Bay dominant, Tampa dominant. No, they're not. That's why you play. No one knows what's gonna happen. I mean, the Steelers started a couple seasons to go eleven and zero, and you're like, oh, just give them the first round by in the playoffs. No, they barely won their division, and then they got destroyed in the opening round of the playoffs. I mean, you anything can happen in the NFL, but I do love an undefeated team, and I hope it keeps up. Absolutely. All right. And then, yeah, tonight's game, please take Denver off of primetime. I don't know why. I don't, don't want to see him again. I, I really, again. like, thankfully, the Indians play tonight, and I don't have to watch the Broncos. I mean, I'll obviously be checking it during commercials and during, like, I'll checking the score and stuff, but I don't see a way. I mean, obviously, every time we say this, it ends up like, just making us look like idiots, but I don't see a way that the Broncos even make this a game. I don't. Their offense either. is so non-existent. It's not even funny. Pathetic football team. But now that we say that, they're going to come out and score. They're going to drop 50 on the Chargers. It won't happen. But whatever. I need. Here's what I need. Let me tell you what. I need Michael Williams to play bad enough that he loses like 20 points. Hold up. Okay, so Austin says, oh, if you didn't hear Micah, or it's to Ellen back there. Apparently Austin's mic is having technical, technical difficulties real quick. So, so I have to say, so Austin needs Mike Williams tonight to do so bad he needs to, oh my gosh okay so apparently he needs to fumble the ball like 10 times and they don't pull him but it can't be catches because that's a pp so he has to get a bunch of end arounds and fumble and lose he needs negative 20 so i think it's safe to say that austin isn't gonna win and i need melvin gordon to outscore gerald everett by like 60 you know possible possible all right possible Thank you for listening to this episode of the KNA Football Podcast, our recap, our recap episode. Stay tuned for Saturday. We'll have our pickums episode going into week seven. Thank you for listening.